All right. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on Wednesday, May 20th, 20. We're in day 987 of COVID-19. <laughs> That's how, how I feel anyway, that we've been in COVID for so long. I'm ready for it to be over. I think many of us in the U.S., probably around the world, are ready for it to be over, but we can't force it and everybody's trying to go out and do different things. So we got to be very careful with that. So I'm Joycelyn Wells, and we're going to start, as usual, with Three Cheers of Joy. Uh, three Cheers of Joy tonight is brought to you by, I don't know how you can see this, Menage a Trois. It's a Malbec. Remember, I've been on the Malbecs a little bit lately because I haven't been drinking any distilled liquor. And Perrier, one of my other favorites, a little Perrier with some lime. So that's how we're going to do Three Cheers of Joy tonight. So my first cheer of joy, three cheers of joy, if you don't know, three moments of self-celebration that have nothing to do with anybody else, only you. It's just taking that time to recognize the goodness in you, not necessarily what you do for other people, um, not how other people benefit from your presence, but what you're doing to ready yourself for your contribution to the universe. So three cheers of joy for me. I think about things that I've gone through for the past week and how I'm going to celebrate those things. It doesn't matter how small or how great, I'm just gonna take some time to celebrate them. So my first cheer of joy is um, just knowing when to bow the fuck out. I, most of you know that I live with my daughter and son-in-law and the baby, well, she's three now, she's not a baby, but I live with them and the point of me being there is to kind of, the point for me to be there is to kind of help them move into adulthood because they took on so much so young. But, you know, they had a lot of stuff going on and I was trying to intervene and to help out. And then I realized, you know what, this really has nothing to fucking do with you. So time to bow out. So my first year of joy tonight is, oh, babe, you get my glass right there? Can you reset me? I thought I had it over here. Anyway, my first cheer of joy tonight is to know when to bow the fuck out. And that's exactly what I did. I bowed the fuck out. So they had some issues. I tried to fix it with all of my grown-up woman wisdom and figured out it's not my shit. They need to figure it out. They're young. It's their marriage. They got to figure out if it's important to them, not if it's important to me. So... I bowed the fuck out. So cheers to that. I was very proud of that. I didn't take any of, the, any of it personal. I didn't try to just get wrapped up in it. I just said, time for me to step on, keep it moving. And I just kind of left them to their own thing. So cheers to that. Cheers to knowing when some shit ain't got nothing to do with you as much as you wanted to. So cheers. And this is my menage a trois Malbec that I'm drinking tonight. And I don't have my customary glass because cheer number two, I took a yummy COVID-19 moment to do some yummy, yummy for myself. Um, so that's my second cheer of joy is knowing when it's time to take care of myself, to separate from something that has nothing to do with me and just kind of indulge into some goodness for myself. People who love me, people who want to be with me, people who just allow me to be myself and not to be judgmental. And um, so I took that opportunity to do that. So that's cheer number two, taking care of myself. 
This is my Malbec. It's yummy. Cheer number three. My third cheer of joy is recognizing when my body is telling me to take a rest. And I've kind of been through this before mentally, but physically I'm in a new place because I'm 50. So your body does some new shit at 50. So I told myself for the month of May that I would do between nine and 10 miles a day. And um, I have been doing it pretty regularly. Today, however, my knee was just in a really bad place. It was raining and I still went walking anyway. I got about four and a half miles in. But instead of going this evening, I just decided I'm going to rest and then I can go back hard tomorrow. So cheers to knowing when to take a rest. That's my third cheer of joy. So my first cheer of joy was knowing when to bow out of a situation that has nothing to do with you. My second cheer of joy was taking some time for myself to indulge in the goodness in me, just the yummy in me. And... Um, kind of hang out, just do my own thing, stay safe, but get the hell away from things, right? So I did that. And then the third cheer of joy is recognizing my body today, saying that I understand that you're trying to push us to the max, but bitch, we're 50, so we need some time. So I took a little time tonight, and I'll try to make up those miles. It's only about three and a half, four and a half miles that I'll make up. So I can probably add a mile, half a mile to every day to get back to my average. So there is a way for me to still achieve my goal, but I had to kind of take care of myself too. So to ensure that I can do something more tomorrow or the next days, right? So cheers to that. So those are my three cheers of joy brought to you tonight by Menage a Malbec and also Perrier. So I hope you guys are celebrating something yummy about yourselves. I hope you have a nice cocktail or something that you like to drink and um, are celebrating with me. So let's see, let me move on. So let's see, I'd say we're on like COVID, COVID at home day number 800 and something, right? Because I think I'm over it. Um, but I'm not as over it as a lot of people. The market was packed today. Um, restaurants are getting a lot of people. There's been some people fighting because someone doesn't want to wear a mask and, you know, you know, having these temper tantrums, they don't want to wear a mask and it's their right to move about without it if they want. Who really fucking cares if it's going to come down to you killing somebody or you dying yourself, right? So who really cares about what your right is when life is on the line? So if you guys are in that space, you might want to rethink it. I don't want to think that someone wants to jeopardize me because they're talking about what, they, what their rights are. What about my rights? What about my rights to move about and to feel safe, even with my mask on? You know, so we have to really consider that. A lot of people are losing it. People are anxious and antsy. We haven't been this settled and not doing anything since we were probably in grade school and we had to be home all summer. But now people want to move about. And the weather isn't even, the weather isn't even the best weather for this time of year. We've got this really funky cold front that's coming in. We've already had a tropical system, a named system author off of, um, uh, off of the Atlantic coast. So, you know, it's really weird this time of year, you know, and I don't know that, 
we can attribute everything to COVID-19, but we have had reduction in um, the uh, emissions that cause uh, the pollution for the ozone layer. I think they said 15%, and that was attributed to less cars and less people doing. So we have seen that difference in um, pollution. So, you know, there are some a lot of benefits to us being still. Uh, a lot of benefits that benefit the whole planet. And then there are some lot of personal, interpersonal things that we've had to figure out too. I think um, one of the things that people have figured out is that they don't like their partners. There's a lot of domestic violence. There's a lot of, oh yeah, that fighting people filing for divorce and because they realize after being stuck in the house with their partners that they don't even fucking like their partners. They don't like their husbands. They don't like their wives. You know, they'd rather be somewhere else. And there was even a, um, a discussion on the radio in, in Tampa about people who wanted to be with their work husbands, quote unquote, or their work wives and how they were ready to just go and see them. You know, so we build these really weird relationships with people outside of our house and nobody wants to be honest about them, but they do happen. And now we're in a situation where you can't access them because they're with their own family <laughs> and it's becoming really hard. Right. So I think uh, a good thing to take away from this COVID kind of isolation is that it's very important to be true to who you, true to yourself, true to yourself do the things you want to do, grow, be a purpose, get to a good place in your life. And we've been a lot of fake on that, right? You sacrifice yourself for somebody else's happiness or sacrifice yourself for somebody's other well-being or whatever. And it's not really like that. You know, you don't do that. You have to do the things that are going to make you happy. You're not going to put yourself at, um, risk for other people you literally need to take care of yourself so i think that's very important um this is a good time to realize that um because it's hard it, i mean you think you with somebody you don't like and you're stuck in the house with them and then you got kids with them too and you don't like them either it's really a good time for you to take a look at yourself do some introspective like damn i'm raising kids that i don't even like I'm married to a person that I don't even like. What does it say about me? Because it's not their issue that you're married to them. It's not their issue that the kids are horrible. It's really your issue if you haven't put in the um, necessary time or effort to raise them. And parenting is really going to take a shit with the COVID and teaching kids at home and finding out who your kids are and their efforts, their work ethics what you think they're doing in school and the, the teacher's been saying they haven't and now you have them at home and they're really not either. So this is really a time that you have to step back and look at yourself and reevaluate where you put your time because a lot of times parents, parents send their kids to school thinking my kids are doing what they're supposed to do at school. The teachers call and they have comments about what the kids aren't doing at school and the parents have it attitude with the teachers thinking the teachers are picking on their kids in all actuality your kids aren't doing what they're supposed to do and so now that parents have their kids at home and they're fussing at them about doing their work did you do your work did you log in da, 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 da. the parents are now saying 
oh my God, my kid is really crap. My kid isn't doing what they're, say they're, what they're doing. And the teachers are right about it. So parenting this shift with the COVID and this staying at home is should really tweak how people see themselves as parents, how they're running their houses, their interactions with their kids, their interactions with their spouses. This is a time that you're definitely going to have people trying to reevaluate the things that are important to them. So it's either I'm going to sit here in my house and try to uh, reframe this or I'm going to run away from it. And there will be a lot of people to run away. I mean, of course there will be. Running away is easy. Hell, I've done it myself. But, you know, it, it, just because you run away from it doesn't mean it goes away. So you might run temporarily, but you still have to face it at some point. So, you know, this is a, definitely a learning experience for all of us with this COVID, teaching us a restraint, teaching us that we rely so much on the power and authority of man, not understanding that even more so than that, the universe is where we should be pay, putting our attention and not on man, right? So that's a big deal for me too because everybody is getting all political with this and you know I, it doesn't it's not going to matter to me who's next president if i'm dead you know i just you know really that's not going to matter to any of us if if we're dead who the president is you know and and you want to push it as a red or blue issue and who did what and who did this and that and that's really just a waste of time when it's really like how do we keep ourselves safe here right now for our time and to be of god's purpose so that's something that's really has been pressing a lot on me and i've used it i talked about this forever is like, how can i be my best self and how do i get to be of god's purpose how do i get to do what i was called to do so being in this COVID-19 yuck that I've been in has really just kind of forced me to think about that. Like, how do I get to that good place of being a good person, of being of purpose, doing what I was chosen to do, to come here for? How do I get to that place? And it's hard to convince people that that's where they keep the eye on the prize if they don't believe in something outside of themselves. So you know, while you're in your COVID moment, you have to consider those things. There are a lot of people that have been working outside of homes, you know, uh, the essential workers, the teachers have still been teaching, you know, the police never stop, the firemen never stop, the nurses and doctors never stop. Like, you know, those things, those positions are always, always, always on go. And it's really very stressful. I can't imagine working in a hospital right now where people are coming in with these COVID-19 diagnoses and then there's other people showing up with some bullshit because they've been fighting, because they hurt themselves, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're still on some bullshit, right? So, you know, you know that's a lot. You know, but people still show up. You know, I'm sure there are other patients in the hospital and the hospital doesn't want to deal with them. Excuse me. Of course, because they're overwhelmed with the COVID-19 patients, right? Um, as speaking of getting shot, one of my former students, he's 18 now. He was shot on, today is Wednesday. So he was shot on Saturday night. 
shot and killed on Saturday night in Tampa. And um, it was a group of kids got together late and went down to this park for the sole reason for these other kids to fight. And um, he was down there and he got shot. Um, oh, wow. Stephanie said her grandson is coming tonight. So there's not being able to go. She can't go to the hospital. She just has to wait, right? You got to wait for the them to call and tell you that you don't, because you don't get to go there and wait anymore. That's right. You know, and that's another thing. People were so used to being able to go and wait at the hospital and be not anymore. They're like, get out of here. You're a liability. This is a risk to us. Risk to us. You got to get out of here. So you're right. So my student, his name is Antonio, my former student, Antonio. He might have been there my first year that I was teaching. And um, he got shot. He was shot and killed on Saturday night at a fight. And that's funny because you don't really think as a teacher, you have so many kids every year and no, if no one ever asks you, which one of your kids do you think is not going to make it? Like, which one do you think is going to die? And so that means out of four years of me teaching, I'll say three because none of them from this year. Well, let me, I'll include this year because there's another statistic. Four years of me teaching, there is two deaths, one died of natural causes, a seizure, one is, was shot and killed, and then I have another young lady that went to jail for, oh, excuse me, for her role in a robbery homicide. And these are all, we're talking middle school students. I'm not talking adult people. I'm talking in middle school. So that's a big deal when you think about three of my kids that have kind of turned upside down for no reason other than they're living. Um, and I don't know that there's a way to say goodbye to that. I don't know that there's a way to separate it. So that means for me this year, I've had my good girlfriend died. My teacher friend, Josh died. Now this student. And then before that, the other student. So that's four deaths for me this school year. And I have to tell you, I'm a little over it. I think I'm fucking over it. I'm over it. I've, my emotions have been all over the place. I'm over it. I'm tired. I'm, I can't write. I still haven't written anything. Um, I'm just exhausted. I think I spent all of April kind of in a stupor. May is getting better and it'll continue to get better. I believe that I have great support. So it'll continue to get better, but I just can't figure it out. And that's one of the things about me is I'm always trying to figure something out. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Yesterday, um, I was with Faceless Love, and we were looking at one of those rolling carts in a hotel. You know, they have these rolling carts. Well, it's got a storage area, but the the width of the storage area wasn't wide enough to accommodate two of the rolling carts. But the and the rolling cart was wider than half of it, but it wasn't didn't fill it. And I was looking at that, and I was like, that was poor planning. And he said, oh, because the it's too small. I said, yeah, it won't even hold two. And I was like, well, maybe they were going to have a smaller one, but they didn't. So I literally went in this whole thought process and conversation about the width of this storage area and the damn rolling cart. And none, what the hell does it have to do with me? But that's just how my mind works. I think, 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 think. So that's what, like, right now with 
everything that's going on with COVID is like, I'm trying to figure out why, why, why? Not even just why, but how long will this last? And what am I supposed to fucking do? What's supposed to happen? Like, everybody's rushing to get back out to do something normal. But now, even after a week of just trying to open up the spikes in the number of people who have the who have it and then more deaths i think what is the world now at like three million people that have died or no not have died three million people that have been um infected with covid uh that's three million i mean that's a lot we're talking about the whole world yeah that's that's not a lot but when you think about three million on its own it is a lot so to me, I'm just like, well, what are we supposed to do? You're going to open up and say, go to work, go to school, and there's still a level of risk. No one in the United States, I don't suppose, is paying attention to the Centers for Disease Control, saying, ah, 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 don't go out and play it. That's always been our authority. If the CDC said we have a polio outbreak, stay home. Everybody should fucking stay home because there's a polio outbreak. If there's a COVID-19 outbreak and the CDC says, stay home, maintain your six feet. If I don't care, the CDC is like golden because that's who's always kept us safe. They keep every immunization record on every child, including you as a child that's ever been immunized in the United States. They even keep records on the kids who, <coughs> who aren't immunized. They have something on everybody. And it's like, because we choose to do this politics thing, it's almost ignoring that they're the authority on keeping the United States and other parts of the world safe because of the ability to maintain the global information about diseases and what to do to avoid. So I'm really... You know, this has really got me a little spooked. I went to the market today. I went to um, Academy Sports today to get me a knee brace because my old lady knee just won't let me be great. So I went to, so two places I went today and I took my mask because yesterday I tried to go in a place and I didn't have a mask and I, their sign said, you need to have a mask to come in here. If not, call, we'll bring it to you. You know, so I wanted to, this, this today I was like, let me make sure I take a mask because I don't want to be the one that doesn't have the mask. So that was a big, you know, it's just a big deal. Some people are really serious. Um, some people are really serious, taking it serious, and then others are not. Shanika said, I think we have to all give ourselves space to not to not have it figured out. We definitely need to give our, we got to give ourselves space. It's not been figured out. We've got to take care of ourselves. We got to manage that. But then we have that population that the part of the population, Shanika, that's like, I'm ready to go out. I'm ready to go out. I want to go to club. I want to go to restaurant. I want to go socialize. I want to be with other people. I'm not interested in that. I'm just like, let me do what I need to do and get back to where I need to be. Let me go pick up my few groceries, go home go grab this, go home. I want to minimize my interactions because I don't really know yet what it's going to look like. 
I think I read a report today that said now the idea is it's not as easily transmitted on surfaces as it was first thought to have been transferred, you know, transferable, right? So you can't really catch it from touching things, surfaces, which if that's the case, good. But then that also lends back to the fact that it's probably more airborne than was initially, originally has been said, because people will tell you it's not airborne. Well, I'm like, well, if it hangs out in the air and I can breathe it out of the air, that tells me what? It's airborne. It's hanging in the air and I can get it, right? So that to me is airborne. So, you know, I just, I'm really wigged out about it. I'm supposed to go, on a, go to New Orleans in like three weeks. I'm wigged out about that too, like shit. I don't even know. Not you know, just to go hang out with a few people. Um, probably more than the ten, but you know, I, I don't know. So that's got me wigged out. We're all kind of iffy on it. So we're probably gonna push that back a little bit. You know, so it's it's just really got me rethinking how to function. I guess it's got all of us rethinking how to function. So that's that damn COVID, it ain't no joke. I think I said this last week, Lebanon, they started um, easing up on some of the country. Lebanon started easing up on some of their guidelines. And then two weeks later, they went back on full lockdown again because their numbers started to spike. And I think we're going to see that in the United States, too. We're going to see it. More people are going to die. And what's going to happen people are in a hurry to rush out and then they're gonna you know people are gonna die and they're gonna want to blame somebody and whatever you know we're at our own risk right now and speaking of death in the united states i'll talk about this really quick um ahmaud arbery the young man out of brunswick i talked about last week that was shot down by the i don't even know the two men <clears throat> their names and i don't think it's important that i say their names because they're just racist just ignorant people, right? Just too ignorant. And that's the kindest word I have from them, ignorant. Because if you're in this century and racism is still your primary motivator, you're just ignorant and you've just failed. You're just, you've failed to fucking grow up. Anyway, Ahmad Arbery, he um, was shot down, shot and killed. And um, now they're showing these videos from like 2017, 2018, when the police stopped him and when he had been uh, uh, questioned about um, if he had stolen something from somewhere. So they're bringing out this old video to kind of tarnish his character and the person he was. But you know, I'm gonna say this because it just needs to be said. It really doesn't fucking matter what somebody has done. You don't get to shoot a person down because you fucking want to. Like, there's no reason for it. I don't care what he's done. We have people sitting on death row right now that have killed multiple people that won't even, that'll die in prison, that won't even get the death penalty, that won't even be killed. That's the whole process of the court system. If someone has committed a crime, they go before the court, they get a sentence, whatever. That's how it works. You don't get to take two ignorant ass Joes to decide that he might've been stealing, so we're gonna shoot him. So I really don't, it doesn't matter what Ahmad did, whether he stole something or was doing drugs. None of that shit fucking matters. 
I don't get to judge him. They didn't get to judge and jury him, right? They didn't get to do that. So it's like when this stuff comes out and somebody even made a post saying, oh, all these videos are making me question the person that I thought he was. Well, first of all, who the fuck cares what you thought, who you thought he was? You don't know him. Whether he was good or bad, he's a human. He's a human. He's a citizen. And we don't get to just shoot a motherfucker down. That's not how that goes. So whether you questioning who you thought he was, the only reason you think of him is because of how he's been presented to you in the media. You have to make your own decision on who he is based on your research and information. So you don't get to pull back, oh, well, now I'm thinking he's somebody else. I don't care. He could have been walking down the street with a slat of wood and some metal still piping and you don't get to shoot him fucking down you do not get to shoot him down that's the thing that's not how it works because if any of us i was asked, talking to faceless love about this i have been in neighborhoods and walked through houses that are being built to see what they're putting in the houses oh this is a nice house it's open let me go see I've been in the situation where I've walked through an open house. And he said, too, oh, I've done that, too, in new neighborhoods, new houses in my neighborhood. So what if somebody decide, oh, I think she's stealing, and they're going to kill me? It doesn't matter at the point that they kill you. It doesn't matter what you've done with your life. What matters is they've made a choice to kill you. So fuck that. That's not, that's not right. I don't care what Ahmad did before that day. Nothing that he did on that day or before gives another person the opportunity or right to act as judge and juror. That's out. So you have to think of it that way. Well, that's how I'm thinking of it. Somebody can see me. Think about all these crazy videos with these people fussing about people having a barbecue or they can't get in a place because they don't have a mask. Does that give them a reason to fucking shoot you because they think you doing something outside of what they want? Hell no. Hell no. you right. So this is the thing. I'm just, I'm over that. I'm over the idea that there may be a justifiable reason that he got shot. I'm over that. There's no justifiable reason. And the fact that the media playing this information. Forget, the media does what the media does. I'm not knocking them. Who gave it to them? Who's leaking this information to say, here, put this out here to show that he might not be a good guy. Why aren't they leaking media on the guy, the dad and the son who's been doing their bullshit? Because you know they got some bullshit. Why aren't we talking about them other than the dad was with the sheriff's office more than 30 years ago? Well, let's see. I'm 50. So more than 30 years ago, I worked at Crystal. So if something happens at Crystal and I'm in the parking lot, are they going to say, oh, well, she worked at Crystal more than 30 years ago, so she's got ties there. Nobody gives a damn that I worked at Crystal 30 years ago. Shit, more than that. No, I don't have any ties to Crystal. It doesn't give me permission to do some bullshit on my own because I work there. Man, forget that mess. Anyway, I'm just saying that stuff, that's crazy to me. So Shanika says, uh, I think it's crazy that they bring up these other incidents when it comes to black people. I never see it happen in reference to white people. That's exactly what I was just saying. They're not pulling out these police records of these other kids. 
this dad and son and the video the videographer whoever was holding the camera my mom and i do that all the time we just like home design and we're nosy so why not it's open you go in there and look around like who cares we who doesn't even matter right but anyway so that was a big to do so i'm i'm about done with the negative spin on the story the story in itself is a mess and i talked about this last week about what does it mean we're supposed to do to move forward to be better people what how do i make how do i affect change that this doesn't happen again is there anything i can do and how do i do it so does that mean I'm in the classroom and I'm teaching students, or does that mean I go to another place in politics? What does it mean? I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'll figure it out soon. Hell, the, my student, um, 18 years old, um, Antonio, was shot on Saturday night by another young black man, and that shit has barely made the news. Don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody want to care about he was shot by a black man and they went out specifically to fight. That's not a story. We have to make it a story when it comes from another culture that's doing harm too. Then it becomes a story. Well, I think it's like this. Anybody who kills anybody, it's a fucking story. It's a story and it's not right. It's never right. I'm not justifying anybody's um, decision to kill somebody else just because they, what? Because they think they're better? Man, fuck that. No, that's out. So, I'm gonna be, I'm done that tonight. So that's it. So Gloria made a comment before I started talking about that, about thinking about how school will restart. Gloria just finished, this is her first year in education, first year of teaching. So think of that for the new teachers going through school, getting a classroom. And now all of a sudden school was shut down, what, eight, 10 weeks early. So Gloria saying, you know, what is it gonna look like when school starts? I don't know. I still don't know. We end school next week, and um, I don't know what next school year is going to look like. So we're all just kind of, the teachers are asked literally to be in limbo, to be flexible about it, have flexible ideas, and to just wait and see what comes down the pipeline for us. So we don't know what it's going to look like. Does that mean part of the day on campus, part of the day off campus? We don't know. So that's uh where we are with that so i'm with you on that one gloria trying to figure this thing out all right so listen if you guys have not subscribed to my youtube channel i need you to subscribe to my youtube channel because i need followers i need and i'm also on um iHeartRadio, pandora spotify soundcloud itunes google play so i'm on all of those platforms and i need you guys to follow me Ching. I need you guys to follow me on um, any of those, but definitely YouTube, just trying to get my numbers up so I can um, figure out how to start uh, getting sponsors and stuff on that. All right, so let's move it. Thank you. So remember tonight, we're drinking Menage a Trois, Malbec, and Perrier. I did, however, uh, have me a sip of some bourbon tonight. I had about a shot of bourbon, a little ounce. And I sipped it when it had a little cherry in it, and it was nice. It had me feeling right. But remember, I gave up this still liquor about three weeks ago. I guess it's been three weeks, and it made me feel better, so I'm not knocking it. But I did give up this still liquor, so I'm not drinking any more of it. But it was good. It was yummy, yummy to my lips. So I'm drinking my wine tonight and my water. All right, so moving on. It's 9.40, and... um. 
three weeks ago, I started talking about, well, not I start talk about Maslow. Maslow is a psychologist. I talk about him all the time. So I started going over his hierarchy of basic needs. And so tonight we're on, we moved to the psychological needs, right? These are the esteem needs. And these are, oh, that's not true. We're on the love and belonging. That's where we are. So love and belonging are where we are. So uh, we first started talking about the physiological needs. So let me back up. Maslow, if you don't know, is a psychologist, and he came up with this idea of your hierarchy of needs. What are things that you need in your life, and how do you get them? And what are the things that stop you from being great? So I have loved Maslow's ideas since undergraduate school, and I just talk about them often because it gives me a visual framework of how to fucking exist, how to not get caught up in the blah, 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 right? So that's important to me. I don't want to be caught in the blah, 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 blah. I need to grow. So Maslow literally, it's a triangle. It's got five different levels. It literally gave me um, a visual of how to move from level to level to level. So when I was got into details about this, went into details, we started talking about the physical survival needs. Those are your um, physiological needs, and they are breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, homeostasis, and excretion. And I thought that I love that one because people are so caught up in the idea of sex. So when people are caught up in the idea of sex and that's all they talk about and it's at the forefront of their mind and it's important to them in relationships, they're really telling you I'm at a basic level of physiological needs, right? Sex in itself and it's just straight sex, physi basic physiological need. The other one, the next step up is safety. That's your security of your body. How do you keep yourself safe? Uh, security of employment, you have a job, you got money coming, morality, what do you think about things, of your family, your health and your property. That's also a basic, a basic um, physical need, right? So that's a basic need as well. So physiological need and then your safety needs. Those are basic physical needs. That just says anybody living can figure those things out. You don't, there's nothing special about you to figure the things out, to figure those things out. Now, it may be easier for some than others, but it, it's what we need, their basic physical needs. All right, so what we're gonna talk about tonight is love and belonging. So that's when you get to the good stuff. Your love and belonging, those are your friendships, your family, and your sexual intimacy. So there's the sex again, but it's sexual intimacy. So your friendships are understanding that people who aren't born with you, who aren't born of the same parents in the same family with you are important to you too. Not important to you that you're trying to take from them and manipulate them, but important, important to contributing to who you are. The problem with the physiological needs and um, the Psycho, uh, psychological needs, that's the love and belonging, is a psychological need. So more psyche, less physical. The problem is once you get them, you're less driven to go on. And that's kind of the 
um, conundrum with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Because once you satisfy something, you don't want anything else. Like once you get your good girlfriend, it's my best friend. You don't need no more friends. You don't try to make any more. You don't want to meet anybody else. You're content with the fact that you have friends, right? So that's once you meet a once you meet that need the motivation decreases so in love and belonging you're looking at friendships how important people are to you outside of your family you're looking at your family relationships and you're looking with sexual intimacy and it's at this point when your sex goes from your body to your mind and you'd hear that in conversations a lot especially if you're single or you interact with a lot of single people You interact with a lot of single people because there's a lot of sex involved, but it's just the physical self, not the mental self, not the psychic self, right? Right, Not that part of yourself. So that's a shift. So what people tend to think sex is important to them and sex is important to all of us. Everybody wants sex. There's no one's going to go their whole life and not have some kind of sex, right? Not have sex. Sex is important to all of us. It's how we procreate. It's um, a way that we gain pleasure. Sex is important. So not to minimize that, but it's very basic. So once you kind of get, once you achieve your basic physiological and safety needs, once you've gone through that, you're, you know, you breathe on your own, right? You breathe, you eat, you uh, drink water, you have sex, you sleep, your body maintains a balance, and you use the bathroom. That's your basic physio physiological needs. And then your safety needs, once you know that you're safe, you got a job, you're making some money, you might have you buy your house or a car, you feel good about your health, your family's good, you make good moral judgments. That's still a basic need. Once you have obtained those, then you move on up to love and belonging. That's when friendships become important. If you don't have those two lower levels of the pyramid kind of checked off, your friendships are going to be sketchy because anybody that comes in your life, you're going to be manipulating them because you're trying to satisfy the first two levels of the pyramid. So that's why you have people who are in friendships that fucking suck and you feel like they're using you, they're not being truthful, they're lying to you, they're taking advantage because they are, because they're, they're basic. They're still in a very basic space. So when you get past those and you master them, then you can get into some good friendships. Your family relationships become important to you. And then you want some sexual intimacy. And this is the sexual intimacy that involves your mind. You want to be connected mentally with someone and not just physically with someone. So that is a growth process of Maslow. And that's why I like the idea of his pyramid so much because it kind of shows you where people are and where you even are. Because I remember being in the basic space. I remember both of those, my physical needs, my safety needs. I remember being in that. I remember moving to the love and... um I remember moving to the love and belonging where it was important for me to be a part of something. I remember being in that space too. So with this pyramid and this hierarchy of needs, it helps you to kind of decide where you are and where you want to be. 
I always said I wanted to be self-actualized because a very few percentage, a very small percentage of people get to a place of self-actualization. So that's where I've said, I want to be self-actualized. How do I get there? What does it mean to be self-actualized? So that's a big deal for me. So I always kind of worked towards getting to that place of being self-actualized. So I'll put this chart up again on my page if you guys want to look at it. But this is important because it stops you from being stuck. It also helps you to identify people that you interact with that can have you stuck. Because the problem is when you meet people who are in a basic space, a basic physical space, and you're now in the psychological space, they're not coming to the psychological space with you. They're going to pull you and in back into the physical space. And you can move back and forth between them, right? They're going to pull you down because it's easier to pull you into than for them to come out of. And what is that? That crab in the buckets mentality? Like misery loves company. It's easier for you to be down here in the muck with me than for me to come out of the muck and be in a good place with you. So that's all very important that we pay attention to the people who are trying to manipulate us and pull us in, um, who try to manipulate us and pull us back into these basic spaces. So I've spent, and I'll probably do, I think I'm probably going to do some more studying with this. And I'm sure there are other psychologists that have probably taken this theory and moved along with it. But Mas, this is really profound. It was really profound for me because I spent so many years single. And you realize when you're meeting people that, you know, don't even deal with them because that's where they are. If they're stuck, they're stuck. But when you meet people who are who've achieved the self-actualization or who have achieved these other higher steps, when you want to be higher, it drives you to be higher. You want you ever see people and you think, wow, I wish I could always be as free spirited as them. I wish I could be as happy as them. I wish I could have it together as them. I used to see people and think. Gosh, I would. I just want to be that happy. I want what they have. Not understanding what they had to go through to get to this place of freedom and having, right? That's the key. What are you willing to do to go to freedom and get to this place of having? And that's a big deal because a lot of times we aren't. A lot of times we allow people to hold us hostage because they're people. And there are people, but we think, well, he loves me. So we end up sitting in a fucking hole with him or with her because they love us. And that's not doing anything for us or getting us any closer to being of our purpose, right? So, you know, we just really have to take that into account. You don't want to leave anybody behind, but you also have to think that the people that you may leave behind, they may want to be left behind. They may not be ready to move forward. And it's not on you to bring them forward. Your thing is to move forward and to bring people with you as they want to come. People have to want information. My first cheer of joy, I said, knowing when to leave shit because it has nothing to do with you. That's exactly it. We have a tendency to want to help people get to a good place. I want to help him. I want to help her. She needs me. Blah, 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 blah. 
guess what? If they don't want to get in a good place, they're not going to get in a good place. And they really don't give a damn if you're trying to help them or not. They really don't care. They're going to take whatever you're offering. They're going to take it. And they'll be just as content to sit in the same yucky ass place that they're in. And then you're going to feel bad because you put all this time in. You're going to feel bad because you put all this time in and then they didn't do anything. Right. So we really have to be careful about that. All right. So that's me and my Maslow tonight. So tonight with Maslow, we talked about um, love and belonging. So our friendship, family and sexual intimacy are important to us and very important. There's nothing like some good, yummy sexual intimacy. Now, I will be the first to say that because you guys know I've written about basic ass sex. I've written about it in my books. It's good, yummy, emotionally erotic sex in my books. But to be in a relationship where there's some sexual intimacy, where there's a dynamic chemistry that's greater than I'd never in all of my years of living experienced it. Right. So that's not something that comes easy. And I have to tell you, I'm 50 now. So this is the first time in my life that I can say that I've experienced sexual intimacy at this level. Sex at the basic level. Yes. Sexual intimacy where it, it's a mental thing and not a physical thing. This is it for me. This is my first time. So I'm not saying that like it's, I said, the further up the pyramid you go the less you have people involved because it requires work to get the next level. Everybody's not there. Everybody doesn't want it. So we have to, um, you know, pay attention to ourselves. We have to pay attention to the things that we want. Um, and moving up the ladder, how do we become greater? And my goal still is to be self-actualized. And I think I try to work on it, but some days I can't. Should I wasted a whole month being in the muck, right? And I'm not ashamed of it, but that is true. All right, so that's my Maslow for tonight. And um, we'll talk next week about um, esteem. And your esteem is how you see yourself. And you hear people talking all the time about somebody having low self-esteem. And that's some real shit. Having low self-esteem is real, real, right? So we'll talk about esteem next week. And um, what does that mean? to people and how do you get to a good self-esteem? How do you get to a good place of seeing you and how you are? All right, so that's it for my Maslow tonight. Let me think what else I wanted to talk about tonight. I talked about Ahmad, I talked about Maslow. Um, oh, I went to see my mom. Oh, you guys know, I was with her on Wednesday night last week. Yeah, I went to see my mom and stayed with her for a couple of oh no that wasn't i wasn't at home last week when i did the show i was um got to my mom's on saturday and i stayed with her for a couple days and that was really fun she and i we our relationship has really grown up i'm very pleased with that so that's definitely a um, good place for me to be in because we just can have such a good time with each other and not having any crazy issues so I'm very pleased with that. So I stayed with her for a couple of days and then my faceless love and I decided we were going to meet and have some 
COVID yummy time. We were over not seeing each other with the separation. It's been um, the distance and the stay-at-home orders have been a bit much for us. So we decided we're just going to come hang out for a little bit, see each other for a few days. So that's been really good. It means a lot. Um, what else? I didn't make any notes tonight about what I was going to talk about. So um, I didn't make any more notes about what I was going to um, talk about. So let me think. What else has happened this week? I don't think anything else. I've been still been walking. So I started walking on May 1st, 9 to 10 miles a day. So I've still been walking. I've lost, last count, like 10 pounds when I weighed myself last Thursday. So I've really been on that. That's a big deal for me because I wanted to lose some weight. And I think that's about it. I don't really have any funny stories other than, yep, no funny stories. I've just been chilling. So I guess I'll go ahead and wrap up. It's 9.56. Don't forget, my books are for sale, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and all of my podcasts and um, bedtime stories. You can get them on YouTube. So subscribe to my YouTube channel, and that's Joycelyn Wells, of course. And then my website is joycelynwells.com. You can access all of my good stuff from my website. And... Um, the podcasts are available within probably 48 hours on most the major platforms, Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all of those. So you can get my podcast anywhere. Lots of good, yummy information. We're going to try to get through May. We have a new format in June. I think I'll start bringing some guests on again. It's been about not a year yet, but it's been a little while since I've had a guest. So I think we'll be ready to bring on some guests. That will be a lot of fun. And um, that's it for me tonight. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah! I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Stay safe.